Draymond, two dribbles, gets it over to Wiggins. He's got Jackson, left-hand dribble. Squeezes in, throws out the pool, touch pass Curry. Curry stumbles on the drive, two to shoot, backs up, baseline jumper, good! Ridiculous! We're going to get Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole. He's gonna got his towel over the head, headset over the towel, as is his one. He's slapping fives with the fans. Jordan, thanks so much for coming on. And can you describe, if you can, what a grinder of a game that was? Let me see where y'all at. Right here. Look to your right there here. You go. There we go. There you go. Um, big win, huge win. A lot of guys stepped up. Um, we were able to pull out a good win at home. I mean, it's a dog fight, but that's what we expect in the playoffs. And uh, everybody had a big game, and that's what we got to do as a collective unit. You were the best free throw shooter in the league this year. But how cool was it to watch number 30 step up there in the clutch and knock those down? Um, I mean, I'm a, I've just been doing it all season. Just know that, you know, we weren't being able to knock down the looks that we normally make. Um, but but um, just being able to... Lock in at the end of the game. This is all the stuff that you work on in the offseason, and um, you got to be clutch, you know, be ready for the moment and uh, do what we got to do. Hey, Jordan, how much of this game was just, I mean, it was ugly for a long time for both teams offensively. How much of it was just stick with it? Just um, stick with it and keep grinding. Just keep going. Yep. Putting ourselves in a position to win. Um, I don't know. It was a big win tonight. Draymond stepped up. Steph stepped up. Clay stepped up, Otto stepped up. We got to be able to, you know, win at home how we have and uh, just take care of what we got to do. And then we got one more on the road, and it'll be a big game for us. How much does it feel good to know that while you guys scored 39 points in the fourth quarter, the offense came alive, the defense gave you guys that chance? Um, just being able to just to lock in. We've been doing this all game or all season and um, just finding ways to win, you know. Shout out to the coaching staff. Shout out to the players. We got grit. Um, you know, now we got to just handle one more on the road, like I said, and go back to the drawing board and just keep going. Well, Jordan, you mentioned you didn't mention yourself at stepping up, but I got to tell you, you know, it was a night where your shot wasn't falling, but you had six rebounds and five assists, and that's a mark of a good pro. Putting something together when maybe the shot's not falling. Well done. Appreciate it. All right, man. We'll see you tomorrow on the plane. See y'all later. All right. Jordan Poole, our guest, 101-98 the final. The Warriors did not lead in this game until 45.7 seconds to go. And it was, by every definition, a grinder. Tim Roy, Tom Tobert, postgame show, Warriors with a win. And if you just check the box score, oh, they played a tight game, but you, you don't know what happened because that is just a grinder of a game. And, uh, boy, just, I mean, <laughs> I don't even know where to start with this. But the Warriors had yeah, 38, can't wait to see where you start. 38 points in the first half, 39 in the fourth quarter. That tells you a little bit right there. Steph. Steph. Steph, Steph was the catalyst. That's Tom Silver. Thanks for listening to the post. Well, hey, yeah. Steph was the catalyst in the fourth quarter. Like, the, the Grizzlies had their best quarter, too. They had 29. They had 57 in the second half. So they actually, their offense was pretty good in the second half. But when it came down to it, you know one shot that I thought that the Grizzlies would love to have back? was Dylan Brooks from the right wing. Yep. A quick kind of a, I don't know if it was a quick three, but it was 
quicker than it needed to be. And it wasn't even close. And he, he scuffled all night long. He was two for nine from three. So basically he was one for eight because that last one, who cares? Uh, nobody cared at that point. Game was over at that point. So in meaningful minutes, he was one for eight from three, really struggled. And that shot was just not a shot that that they needed at that point. And then I thought the lack of, of focus or maturity, however you want to put it, and not going two for one at the end. Because then you had to start the whole foul thing. Okay, now we got to start fouling. And when you foul Steph, if Jordan Poole were in the game, you had to Clay Thompson. I mean, you have premium free throw shooters. And I know Clay missed two uh, earlier in the series at the end of the game. But the, the, this is a guy that hits free throws. So that hurt them because they had more than enough time. I think it was 44 seconds they got the ball uh, with. It was either 44 or 42. So they had 10 or 12 seconds. Ideally, you'd like to get that shot off with 32 seconds. More than enough time. They didn't. They missed it. Bain pushed Steph in the back, and all of a sudden, here comes the free throw parade. And you don't want to play the free throw game with the Warriors because they're not going to give you very many opportunities to uh, to come from behind. So, yeah, it was just one of those games that you get close, you go back down seven. You get within one. You go back down six. So we cut it to three. It's up to nine now. And then it went up to 12 at one point. And they were able to kind of whittle it, whittle their way down. Uh, let's not overlook Andrew Wiggins' defense on Tyus Jones that last quarter. I mean, he was pressing the ball. He was turning him. He was getting into him. And Tyus Jones was really a, a non-factor because he couldn't go in there and shoot those little floaters against Wiggins. He's too big. He's too long. He'll get those shots. So it's much tougher for him. So they kind of took him and his penetration game off the board there in the fourth quarter. So I thought that was really, really big. Jaron Jackson Jr. had a phenomenal fourth quarter, and he had a good second half as well. I mean, he just he's a tough guy. He's really, really skilled. He's tough to handle. Yeah. He's so big. He's so long. He can finish with right and left. I think better left, actually. Uh, and they just they didn't have enough around him. So I and give it up for the Warriors for just basically just hanging in there and just sticking it out, saying, "Okay, we're gonna we're, we'll, we'll get this offense going at some point." And sometimes it just never happens. Sometimes you run out of time. But they had 12 minutes left. It was a little better in the third, and it's like, okay, 12 minutes left. Here we go in the fourth, and bam, 39. And let's call it like a low 30s, 32, 33, because a lot of those were free throws right at the end. But it was a very solid quarter, very good quarter. They hung in there long enough to uh, to take them out. Or take them, and they just had more offensive weapons, and it finally kind of started going their way and, and played a little bit like a normal basketball game because the first three quarters were anything but normal. That second quarter was one of the worst things I've ever seen. Well, the, it was I just think, gross. I think the difference in the game was experience, you know? Yep. And I think in two years from now, when the Grizzlies are in the, a similar situation in a playoff game without John Moran, they're going to find ways to close this out because they'll have that experience. I don't think they, they had that, and the Warriors just hung around long enough for Steph to do it. So, so Eric Hasseltine. Who are you talking by. to? Eric Hasseltine, the voice no, of the Grizzlies, <laughs> the pride of Walnut Creek, <laughs> who found out today, he found out today that yes. there is a G League team in his hometown. He did not know that. <laughs> Why would he? 
Exactly. <laughs> Why would he? <laughs> oh, man. All right, we'll see him, see him in a couple of days at Sarah Castle. Oh, no, side. we won't. <laughs> yeah. You will. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's, we that's will see you Tolbert. when you get back. That's opening his parachute as he heads back to Alameda. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Oh, boy. I'm telling you, it's a uh, load management. Load. You don't want to stress yeah. me out too yeah, quick. Yeah, you're, you're a load, I, all right. I, That's for sure. I had to go to Denver. <laughs> i got to take a series off, come back for the uh, next uh, round if there is man. one. I'll, uh, I'll only, be NBA, I'll be... only NBA announcer on a word count. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tim, you don't know uh, it takes me. I had to, you don't know how many ice baths I had to take after that trip to Denver. Uh, I had to sit there and put it on the vocal cords and lay in the cold tub and try to rejuvenate my body. It was scary. So, uh, <laughs> touch and go for a I'm while. I go there. <laughs> ice bath. Uh, uh, do you used to do that after after games? Did you do I the? I couldn't ice do it. I oh. did. Molly did it all oh. the time. He the first time. I walked into a Warrior locker room preseason, 1995, and Molly's got both ankles in ice tubs. He's got ice to his shoulders, his knees, and, and the whole bit. I couldn't do that. I mean, I would freeze. He sat in a whirlpool and oh. put ice in the whirlpool and then would jump back and forth from the whirlpool to the hot tub. Oh. So the whirlpool was super cold, and then the hot tub se- seemed hotter than it was, and they liked it like 103. I was like frying in there. So I just told him, no. We're good. No, no, no thanks. I, I, I've tried to do it because I've heard it's really, really good for you, but I, I, I get an ice bath or like a cold bath, like you know, water in the you know mid-high 50s, something like that. I just can't breathe. Oh, man. I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to be able to crawl out of this thing. You're going to find me there going, oh. By the way, uh, Peter Peter in San Ramon says this was a game made for radio. Yes, it was. was, uh, It was something. It it, it definitely definitely was something. Uh, You know what? They also finally got going forcing Steven Adams to guard somebody on the outside right. there in the second half and and exploiting him a little bit. And that's when they had to take him out because they were getting him in pick and roll and Steph was going right by him. And they didn't do that. They didn't they didn't get to that option in the first half. Yeah, when Adams left, it was 82-76 Memphis. And he had been, I mean, he ends up the night as a plus 13 in a in a three point loss. Yeah, he's their best plus minus guy all night long. I thought I thought he was huge, and I, I really to the life of me, I I thought, um, and I know he he missed the first couple because of health and safety, but I fully expected him to start in game three because just because of what he does. He had six offensive rebounds. He plugs up the the middle. The Warriors had. I'm pretty sure this is a a series low points in the paint, 42. Mm-hmm. It is a series low points in the paint. I mean, um, he's he again. They're going to have to do the same thing in Game Five against him to try to get him outside because he's a handful. Yeah, you got to try to take him out. And how do you do that? You exploit him on defense. And at that point of the game, he saw Steph go by him. Steph go by him, and they got him out of in pick and rolls. And they tried to do that in the first half. They just couldn't hit shots. Right. They couldn't. They couldn't make him pay. So they were able to keep Stephen Adams in there uh, a little bit longer. So. 
Yeah, this was a massive game because if it's 2-2, now you go back to Memphis. You're not sure what the status of, of John Morant is uh, for that game. And you know, three-game series. So th- right. this was a really, really big one because no matter what happens, uh, you have that game six at home. You can close it out at home. And that wouldn't have been the case. You lose tonight. You don't know if you have a chance to close it out at home. Now they have that chance. Win or lose in Memphis, you're going to have a chance to close it out at home. But these guys are going to fight you. Oh, yeah. I mean, they get after you. They, they, they're not nearly as talented offensively as as the Warriors. And I think that one of the talking points going to Memphis uh, for game five will be we we can't turn the ball over as much in the first quarter. Or you're just throwing it around the ball yard. You can't do that. It's, it's got to be get shots, get shots, get shots. Now, they ended up with 16 turnovers. Not terrible. It's a little on the high side, much like last game, where they had a bunch in the first half and then limited, uh, limited the turnovers in the second half. But you're fighting that uphill battle. And they fought it last game, but they were able to close it quickly because they shot 70% from the field. And they were able to just reel them back in. They hit six threes in the first, what was it, like four minutes, four or five minutes. So they got out to that big lead, but the Warriors were so efficient offensively, they was just like, whoop, reeled them right back in. But you don't want to be in that hole just because of turnovers. You know, like, hey, we're turning the ball over. Hey, we're down 10 again. We got to come from behind again. You don't want that. You want to get shots up. So... Uh, sometimes the Warriors get a little too comfortable, a little too loose with the ball in the first half. Can't do that down there, or you'll be coming back here for game six. No, because their atmosphere is going to be you know, really good there, and uh, certainly it's one place where the fans really don't like the Warriors. They really don't. I mean, yeah. after 2015 and now this, they're not, and especially with Morant going down now, that's going to add to it. Uh, it's going to be really raucous, I think, yep. down there on Wednesday night. By the way, upcoming broadcast brought to you by Ticketmaster. 6 o'clock with the airtime, 6.30 with the tip. I'll be joined with Jim Barnett on Wednesday night, Warriors and Grizzlies. So. Craziest thing about tonight's game? No one got kicked out. No, that's first time in the series. First time in the series. No one got ejected. Wow. I know. How about that? Wow. wow. Nobody, nobody got ejected from tonight's game. So uh, we finally had a game where... Like, no one gets kicked out, uh, the, no flagrants, no nothing. And then, beyond all reason, we had the weirdest game of the series. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. Like, nothing external. Like, nothing, like, super, like, you've never seen that. But, like, it was just like, what? what is this? Is this basketball? What are we watching here? It's what happens when you violate the code. <laughs> oh, stop it. <laughs> stop it with the code. The code. Don't. Don't. Do you have I'm, the code? I'm sick of hearing the code. <laughs> I'm done with the code. Whatever the code is. The code is. I don't know what the, the code is. The code's changed. It was a different near era. There was, there was no code. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That in of itself is a code. I guess. Don't yes. kill him. All right. That's your code. <laughs> <laughs> he has a family. Don't kill him. Yeah, that was our code. You can only kill somebody who didn't have a family. Uh, I is think, he single? I, kill him. I think they called that the Charles Oakley code. Yes. <laughs> Oh, brother. All right. Well, I hope not to see you on Friday, but I hope to see you uh, sometime yeah. in the future. So. Safe travels. Yep. Uh, enjoy some barbecue. I will endeavor to persevere. It's easy to find down there. Oh, I know. It's really easy to find. It's really there. easy and really good. So safe travels, and I will see you uh, possibly Friday. Hopefully not. Hopefully I'll be seeing you for 
Phoenix or Dallas at some point. That would be fun. That would be a lot of fun. See you, Tim.